Hello and welcome back to another episode of Driveway Moment. I'm Madison. And I'm Malia. And we are coming to you from our My Closet. And my baby is here. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. As you can probably hear, she's getting a tooth and her life is hard right now, so... She's going to be joining us. Zara is also here. Yes, Zara finally is our first guest on the podcast, and we're so excited to have her. We're just hoping that she's quiet. Yes. Thank you guys for sending in your workplace horror stories. We're really excited to read them, and I wanted to let you guys know that we're going to do an upcoming episode on your accidental text. It could be a text that somebody sent to you or you sent to somebody else, or even a voicemail or an email. or Voice a, memo. Yes, a voice memo. I've definitely done that before. Or like a oh butt call where you're- Butt dial. Yes, a <gasps> butt dial. I, so when I first got my Apple Watch, I was all excited. I called- Red Robin to make a to-go order. Literally, probably, I think it was six hours later, I was still on the phone with them. Six hours They didn't later. hang up? I have no idea how it happened. I don't know if it was just a fluke with my watch, but I literally was panicking. Because what ended up happening Did is I- Did the food I, come now? Oh yeah, no, we totally <laughs> got our food. But I ended up accidentally like calling one of this girl that I was going to beauty school with at the time. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you called me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I must have done it on my watch. So I looked at my watch and like went to the calls. Literally a six hour conversation with Red Robin. I wonder what no, they I, heard. I swear it was a glitch because I'm it like, there is no been. way. Unless but I was like. customer service people, you can't hang up the phone until they hang up. If you get a spam call, never hang up the phone. I always do that because they're, you, they're waiting. They're like, are you still there? Because they can't hang up. It's against their code. And I'm like, no, you're a scammer. You're going to sit here with me. <gasps> Have you noticed that? You can't tell that story till our next episode. I want you to save it. Oh, okay. I have a scammer phone call story. Yeah, so if you have any of those, tell us. Also, I was going to say, mentioning you at beauty school, how many jobs have you had? Okay, so I mean, well, I went to cooking school and then I was like, that's not what I want to do. Then I went to beauty school and then I was like, that's not what I want to do. Then I worked at a yogurt shop. And then I worked at a driving school. I didn't teach people how to drive. I was just the receptionist. Um, oh, I started my own cleaning company. Yes. And I never used the business license or anything at all. Not a single time. But so. you didn't clean. Just not with the license, right? Yeah. No, what for it Cascade was Western. is I was cleaning. And then I cleaned for a company and they were like, you have to have, they thought that I had a business license. And so I cleaned for them. Turns so out illegal. I didn't. <laughs> no, they hired me. Oh, I was an employee for like all of a day. Um, anyway, so then I got my business license and all that. And then I never cleaned for them after that. And then every time I've cleaned since I cleaned under someone else's business license. But anyway, then now I'm just a mom. The most important job of them all. The most rewarding job, best job in the whole world. So, yes. How many jobs have you had, Mad? 
I've had like a million. No, literally, she actually has me and her mom. Her mom is my sister, if you know. I, anyway, um, we were talking about how many jobs has Matt had, and we literally tried to write them all down, and we found it. So here's the list. I worked at Little Caesars when I was 16. Then I worked at Dutch Bros and Battleground, Dutch Bros and Kennewick. I was a radio station receptionist. I worked at a sports bar. I worked at the Moda Center during Blazers games being a server. I worked at Line and Lure, which is a fancier restaurant. Then I worked as a dental assistant. Then I was a waitress again. Then I went to Bible school for six months. Then I was a social media marketing person. I worked at a coffee shop in Seattle. Then I was an orthodontist assistant. And now I am at my last job for the rest of my life. Besides eventually being a mother, I'm a realtor and I also do admin work for my in-laws construction company. So I love it. Yes. A lot of jobs. Yes, but now you know what you want to do. So Exactly. Being a realtor is my favorite thing in the world. Now, sometimes it takes a little bit to figure it out does. what you want. Me. You have to learn. Let's get into these stories. I will go first. Okay. When I was a young student teacher, I was working at a high school. I had a super awkward experience. I was teaching with a younger male teacher. We'll call him Mr. F. Mr. F was happily married and also super Mormon. He taught freshman history, and I was student teaching in his class. We were having student teacher conferences, and I was leading the conference with a young male student and his mom. After what I thought was a great conference with no hiccups, she looked at me and said, I need to speak with Mr. F. I looked at her confused because the conference had just ended, so I asked if it was something I could help with. This is when she looked at me begrudgingly and said, no, it's about you. My face turned bright red and I stepped into the hall to give them some privacy that she so rudely requested. After they spoke, her and her son left. And Mr. F looked so uneasy. He said the student's mom had spoken to him about me and that she was very unhappy. I guess when I bent over, she saw her teenage son staring at my lacy cheetah print thong poking out of my pants. And that it's extremely unprofessional in a setting with teenagers. And she hopes that this is not something that happens often. I was literally speechless. He looked so, so awkward. I ended up working at the school and we were co-workers for many years. And it was never brought up again. But being so young, I thought I wouldn't be able to survive the embarrassment. Looking back, I can't decide if the conversation was worse for him or for me. I've never been more thankful for the mom jean trend. No more whale tail for me. I'm so... No, I literally have secondhand embarrassment for this girl. Especially as a student teacher. Oh, no. Well, like, obviously, that's like the... The mom's like like a Karen. I know, literally. I mean... Does yes. she not wear underwear? Sometimes they show. Sometimes <laughs> no, exactly. I but mean, I guess the boy staring at it. She's no, like that's very unprofessional. In freshman, that's young. Yeah, you don't need boys staring at teachers' undies. But I know, and she was probably like, eh, "Okay, what's going on in this that classroom?" Is so awkward, though. Yeah, that hurts. I mm. hurt. No, that for is you. like that's I'm some so real sorry. Whoever wrote that in. All right. So for my first story. It starts out, I'm going to preface this story with a promise. This is 100% true. I hate telling this story because it sounds made up. I used to deliver pizza. I had a delivery to a house. Guy answers wearing only a tiny hand towel. I didn't think much of it because like 10% of all deliveries, people answer the door fresh out of the shower. I don't get it, but it's pretty normal. However, this towel was not regular sized. It was a hand towel. 
Oh, sorry, I didn't expect you so soon. Let me go put something on. So I'm standing in the doorway holding the pizza while he runs to the other room. Hey, you can just come in if you'd like. No, sorry, we're not allowed to go into people's houses. Not a legit rule, but some people are like creepy AF. He comes back legit wearing a pink thong. (sighs) Then he starts getting more creepy like, hey, my money is in the kitchen. Just come in to run my card. And I'm like already uncomfortable and half step inside the door. Sorry, I can't go into your house. We're not allowed. Mind you, I'm pretty young and trying to be nice still. So I did take like three steps in. Either way, he has the card in in the machine and it's like, I'll give you a $10 tip if you rub tanning oil on me. Um, no, I'm working and I have more deliveries and I'm the only driver today. Just trying to let him know that they were expecting me back ASAP. Then he gets annoying. Well, how am I supposed to tan? I basically run out at this point. He helps himself to a little butt touch while I'm leaving. Creepiest situation of my life. Worst part, he didn't even tip me. But needless to say, his name and address were flagged and we no longer delivered pizza to him. You are joking. No, it literally started out with, I'm going to preface the story with a promise. It's 100% true. Oh my gosh. This is awful. That is so scary. That's actually like scary. I was just going to say that. This poor girl. Sun tanning oil? What time of night was it? How was I'm was it night? I in hope my mind it was day. I'm picturing like kind of a pervy dude with a tanning bed in his house. <laughs> I don't know why. That is so disgusting. I cannot yeah. believe that happened. Maybe the thong was for tanning? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But either still. way wear clothes when you're expecting a delivery and don't Seriously. be a freaking creep. I know the butt touch, but grab on the way out. That would actually be terrifying. That like I would assume that they were grabbing at me to kidnap me. Probably the whole plan is probably pre-planned. I'm glad you got out. Yes. Uh, <sighs> okay, I have another creepy one. Okay. I was around 16 years old and worked on the weekends for my dad's home building company, holding signs directing people to the new neighborhood they were building. One of the days, I was holding a sign on the road that wasn't very busy. This old man in a white pickup truck drove up to me and started talking to me. He was sitting awkwardly with his legs up on the bench seat of his truck, almost crisscross. It weirded me out, but I continued on in the conversation. He showed me a flyer to a home he was going to buy that was in an old historic neighborhood. I told him he should go check out the neighborhood that we were building. I can't remember much else of the conversation, but finally, to my relief, he left. I found out that he did indeed check out the neighborhood and ended up buying a house in cash. Fast forward years later, he had multiple people renting rooms from him, which was against the neighborhood rules. These were not good people, but people on drugs, criminals, etc. He also wanted to work a deal with the county to allow sex offenders to rent rooms from him. His neighbors did not like this, so they took him to court. When the court day came, they were driving out of the neighborhood to head to the courthouse. The man followed them, pulled up beside their car at a stoplight, then shot the wife in the head. The police went on a manhunt to find him, and they finally did. He shot and killed himself. Fortunately, this lady did survive, but had a facial reconstruction surgery. I can't help but think I'm indirectly responsible for all this because I convinced him to buy the house instead of the one he originally wanted. I'm also very thankful that nothing bad happened to me that day, not knowing what he was capable of. 
oh that's like actually so scary that is terrifying and it's not your fault and you should have got a commission for that (laughs) no you poor thing do not all these years that's so sad no that is not on you no it is not your fault we can't help creeps in the world no oh no thankfully she's good and got away and the girl lived thank god yes Ugh. thankfully just a creepy story and nothing else that's all she got to leave or you know what i'm saying i do <laughs> okay so all right my story is titled doctor killer of confidence years ago i worked at a dental office it was a fun job for the most part but not my passion the office consisted of 15 assistants all women including myself three dentists and a few front office girls the dentist who owned the office was very old refused to retire and honestly kind of scared me the expectations for all were to wear scrubs have our hair up and come to work clean and presentable totally reasonable and of course not an issue for me or any of the other girls that worked there. I was always on time in clean scrubs and had my hair back. I was young, about 19, and had clear skin and felt very confident not wearing makeup to work, especially because I was wearing a mask for most of the day. Not to mention, a few of the other girls in my office did not wear makeup for religious reasons, so I felt more than comfortable. We were constantly busy, And there wasn't much privacy in the office, just a bunch of dental chairs side by side and a couch about 10 feet back from the chairs. After half a year of working there, the older dentist who owned the office sat me down on the couch within ear reach of all the patients and my peers and said he needed to talk to me. I was already nervous because this guy honestly was kind of a douche. He looked me dead in the eyes and said, from here on out, I need you to wear makeup to work. Lipstick and some eye makeup will do. I looked at him dumbfounded and in complete shock. I couldn't even get out of, I couldn't even get out a word. Not to worry though, because he goes on, this is my office and I can't have you walking around without makeup. At this point, my confidence was completely crushed and I was just embarrassed. I mustered out a wimpy, okay, and walked away into the sterilization room on the verge of tears. Remember how I mentioned a few other girls in the office didn't wear makeup for religious reasons? Yeah, well, he never asked them to wear makeup. Looking back, I wish I would have been bold enough to mention the fact that to mention that fact and maybe call him out for having the conversation in such a public setting. I actually did start wearing makeup to work, but I quit about six months later. Okay, that is so sad. That is so sad. Like, let the girl just be herself and she doesn't need makeup. No, exactly. Especially if other girls aren't wearing makeup there. That's so weird. No, that's awful. I could not imagine, like, that poor girl, like, that he actually just sounds like a complete douche. He does. And that's so mean, especially in a public setting. Well, yeah. And, like, yeah. Not a fan of that. Rude. Having worked in customer service at a coffee shop and a yogurt shop for four plus years, I have countless stories of annoying, stupid, cringy customer service interactions. But this is actually the only one time, surprisingly, I had something creepy happen. This was about two years ago. I was working at a coffee shop in Vancouver at the time, and I was located on 4th Plain, not far from Vancouver Mall. This is actually a pretty sketchy area, and we had plenty of interactions with homeless people coming to the coffee shop, but nothing ever freaked me out. 
The coffee shop didn't have tons of parking and we started to have an issue with not enough parking for guests. So my boss asked the employees to start parking across the street in an area that was behind a bank. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an insanely far walk, but it was still a decent walk from where we parked at the coffee shop. I wasn't a huge fan of this because we opened and closed the coffee shop by ourselves. Only one person would be there. So I was a little on edge about it, but hadn't had any encounters or anything that had alarmed me. At this time, the shop was closed pretty late. It was later than 7 p.m. And then I would still have to clean the shop and do all the closing procedures. My coworkers would leave around 6, so you'd work the last hour by yourself and then do all the closing stuff. One night, I had the closing shift. My coworkers left, and for the last hour, I was really busy. But at a point, I noticed a homeless lady just chilling outside the shop. It kind of put me on edge because I was closing by myself, and it was still that decent walk to my car. So I kept watch on her because I wanted to make sure she was gone before I had to walk all the way back to my car. A while later, I watched her walk away until I couldn't see her anymore, so I felt a lot better, and the thought left my mind. The shop closed at 7, and all the customers left, so I locked the doors, did all the closing stuff, and it was probably around 8 or so. When I finished up, I was ready to head out. By this point, it was dark out, and I had to lock up and put the key in the lockbox that was around the corner on the side of the building, which happened to be on a dark side of the building. I walked out of the coffee shop, locked up the doors, and go around the corner to put the key in the lockbox, but then I see her. My heart literally left my body. It's that same freaking homeless lady standing right by the lockbox, smoking, but she's facing away from me, so she hadn't seen me yet. I'm shaking at this point. I can't put the key away without rocking right up next to her, and it's still that decent walk to my car. I'm freaked out she's going to chase me or something, so I whip around and rush back to the doors, unlock them, hurry into the shop, and lock them behind me. I look over, and the homeless lady had turned around and was staring directly at me. I'm so freaked out, and I run into the back room area where she can't see me. From where I'm standing, I can see outside, but she can't see me. Also worth mentioning that the coffee shop is all windows, an entire front side she can definitely see in. I'm shaking in the back room and watch her walk up to the door and try open it. Thank God I remembered to lock it. I'm back up in my panic. It's locked so she can't get in, but then I kid you not, for five minutes she stands there peering in trying to find me, but where I was hiding she couldn't see me, but I can still see her. After five minutes, she steps away from the door, then proceeds to pace in front of the door for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I am not making this up. After pacing in the front door, she steps right to the window again and peering in yet again, trying to find me. At this point, I am full-blown freaking out. I had to call my boss, and she said she was going to try to get a hold of the security guard at a neighboring business to come walk me to my car and tell the lady to leave, but she hadn't called me back yet. I call my mom and I'm basically crying at this point. I stay on the phone with my mom. At one point, the lady walked away into the parking lot and seemed like she was going to leave. Then she comes back and literally paces in front of the windows again for a long while. Finally, I don't even know for sure, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes later, she walks away and goes into the gas station that's behind the shop. I told my mom I was going to make a run for my car. So I got off of the phone with my mom dialed 911 so that it was ready and all I had to do was push call. So I hurried out, locked up, and ran to my car and left immediately. I never saw that homeless lady again and to be honest, I don't even know if she was homeless. When I got home, my mom told me she was so freaked out that it was something to do with sex trafficking because a lot of times they use women. 
I have no clue, but I was so scared, so freaked out, and quite literally traumatized. My boss changed it after that where we could park right up front if we were opening or closing, but it honestly didn't help. I had terrible anxiety after that about opening and closing by myself, and I quit a couple months later. I'm honestly getting anxiety writing this. Lol. I nannied for a year after that, and I thought I got over the anxiety of it all, but a yearish later, when my nanny job was done, I got a job at a different coffee shop, and we opened and closed there by ourselves there too. I had extreme anxiety again, and it was not healthy for me. To be honest, I couldn't really handle the anxiety I got from closing and opening, and I quit that job after a month or two. That wasn't the only reason, or really even the main reason, but it was part of it, honestly. I don't think I ever want to work at a coffee shop again. So yeah, that's my crazy, freaky work story. All the free coffee I got from working at the coffee shops didn't make the anxiety from that night worth it. That is so awful. This poor girl. That sounds so incredibly stressful. I could not imagine. Um, My first thought on this story, though, I feel like the homeless person probably had some sort of like drug issue. She was probably looking for drug money. Yeah, especially and since it was like in that fourth plane area. Yeah, it's a little ghetto over there. It is. Like, I don't, I don't know. That just seems like she wants money for drugs. Yeah. But that's no matter what the person's intentions were that's gonna be freaky if you're alone at night and someone's jiggling the doorknob once you locked it behind you so yeah no that is super creepy but I can relate with having 911 on your phone I've done that before for sure I don't think I ever have really yeah but hey look at you be prepared or no what's the saying like be weird be rude stay alive yes okay I thought if you know, my, you know, you <laughs> know. I'm getting kidding. my crime podcast mixed up. I was going to say stay sexy and don't get murdered, but that's a different one. Um, but no, yeah, got to be prepared. But both, stick to both of those. <laughs> <laughs> both of those are great things to live by. Yeah, too much crime podcast and too much coffee is definitely a recipe for disaster <laughs> in your mental health. <laughs> yes, I can. I can. That. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's true. Okay. All right. This is my last story. It says, could have been my worst day ever. So shortly after I got married, I moved to another country. It takes about a year to be able to get your work visa when you're not a citizen. I was finally granted one and started working at a bakery. Now, every morning I put my rings in the exact same spot on the desk at at work so I can work freely with my hands, usually tucked away in a safe space. As I was walking around, I noticed I can't see my engagement ring where it should be. There is some clutter around the desk, so I look around and it's gone. My wedding band is there and my engagement ring is not. I look all over the place, behind the desk, under the desk, side of the desk, any possible place around the desk where my ring could have ended up. I immediately start to feel sick. Now, I don't know if you've ever lost your ring, but I don't know what anyone else says. It is extremely sick feeling, even if it's just a material item. I began to panic and look in the most precarious places. I told my boss and my coworker, and we all began searching. 
I was looking absolutely everywhere. The bathroom downstairs, my car, maybe I didn't even take it off there. Flash forward to hours later of searching and my coworker yells, I found it. To my absolute surprise, she literally went through our giant, disgusting garbage bag and it was, I kid you not, at the very bottom of it. We bake all day. This chick went through eggshells for me. I instantly bursted into tears and hugged her so tight. My boss stood there in shock. She said, oh my goodness, I threw your ring away. It was all my fault. It was garbage day that day and it was full. It was almost gone forever. So what ended up happening was there were piles of receipts next to where I put my ring and she scooped it as she grabbed them to chuck them in the garbage. It could have been so, so bad. And I mean, my ring, anyone would agree. It's hands down one of the most gorgeous rings you've ever laid eyes on. My husband worked his butt off and paid it off in full. It sounds dramatic. But it could have been one of the worst days of my life. But instead, it was just one of the scariest. That sucks. No, that is so, so awful. I'm 100% in the same boat as you. And I would absolutely be panicking. Yeah. Oh, also, though, send us a photo of your ring because I want to see it. Because everyone would agree it's beautiful. So, Yes, please send it to us. We would love to see it. But, yeah. No, that's so scary. So stressful. No one wants to lose their rings. No, nobody does. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next story. It is my last one. So just keep smiling is the title. I started waitressing when I was 17. I worked at a little diner and had quite a few regulars that would come in every morning for breakfast, one of which was an old man that was probably in his 80s. He would sit at the bar top, drink his coffee, all while telling me a handful of the same stories over and over. Every once in a while, he'd look at me and say, you're just so cute, I could kidnap you and keep you as my pet. Definitely the weirdest compliment I've ever received. But he said it a few times over the months that I worked there, and I just smiled and went on with my work. That one really stuck to me, though. Also, I had a manager, and the coworkers all spoke Spanish. I asked one day what they were talking about, and one of the girls says, we're talking about if we could make the perfect person out of different parts of each of us. The manager would use your butt. Keep in mind, I was still underage at the time. I quit not long after. Side note, this was also the manager that offered to take my photos because he was a photographer. My naive self said yes, and we ended up walking deep into the woods for these photos. Luckily, nothing happened. I now clean houses and have come across more than a few strange items. Used condoms and what I could only guess was a bottle of urine in the shower. I refuse to clean that bathroom. All I can say is people... Please do a quick sweep of your house to make sure you don't have anything embarrassing out. And if you've ever eaten, please be kind to your server. You have no idea what they have experienced that day. So many parts. How do we unravel this? (laughs) I Okay. First, the guy saying... A pet? I'll keep you as a pet or whatever. (laughs) That's weird. But also, okay, my second big thing, the manager is talking about her butt and she's a minor and then she goes to the woods <laughs> oh yeah that okay and then pee in the shower yeah okay this girl honestly why wouldn't you just pee in the shower why would you put it in a bucket or whatever i literally never pee in the shower i hate really oh my gosh no. i pee in the shower every time i shower no lie oh i never pee in the shower it rinses <gasps> off then you wash your body oh my baby is waking up um let's do a poll on instagram 
because we love Instagram polls. Do you pee in the shower? I hope that you guys do, and I'm not the only one. No, I I don't know. I just literally hate. I'm not a fan of that. Really? No, I feel like it's gross. Like, no, only because. I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> She's in complete and utter shock. No, the reason why is because you're in like a hot, steamy shower. If you pee, it's going to smell like pee. Whatever. We'll let the Instagram poll see who's right. <laughs> oh, yes. You're Let's... not right or wrong if you pee in the shower, but I think you're right yeah. if you do. I think you're right if you don't. Let's let the Instagrammers decide and see what is what is right. Because <laughs> we have so many. <laughs> <laughs> all right that was it right yep those are the last of our stories so thank you guys so much for submitting them we didn't get to a few of them because we ran super late and yeah we'll do another one of these so if this rejogged your memory made you think of your crazy weird work story please still send it in to us it's driveway moment podcast on instagram click the link in the bio submit your story there or it will be in the show notes all right and then one more reminder we are doing accidental text for our hopefully our next episode we have a couple other ideas going on some stories sent in so that will be a soon episode so if you have any of those send them in like Matt said to our instagram or the link in the show notes yeah if you've learned anything from our podcast don't ever ask a woman if she's pregnant do not floss in public and do not answer the door half nude for deliveries. And keep listening to Driveway Moment. Bye. Bye.